three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Scott is back. Scott, how are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for asking, Hunter. It's it feels great to be back. It's been quite a hiatus. It, it has, but you know, you had to go get your degree. So yeah, which, get an education. Would you get your degree in? By the way, tell the tell the people. It's in. Uh, I got my master's in applied geography and geospatial science. God, no big deal. Just fucking science nerd <laughs> over here. But, uh, kind of, but yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Scott will be back on the pod uh, more frequently. I will say, dude, uh, I'm super proud of you. Once this COVID shit calms down, I will be flying my black ass out to Denver <laughs> to, see, to see you. I was, dude, I actually had tickets bought to go out and see you, like surprise you for your graduation. It's like, oh, COVID. Oh, it's like, boy. I was like, oh, dude, I was so mad because I was going to fly from seeing you to see the, to seeing my friend Kayla in Phoenix because I, oh, I was gonna go to a Lance Moore set concert and yeah this whole COVID shit just fucked everything up so yeah it's been a real stinker yeah so speaking of stinkers we're talking about the king of Staten Island which is the new maybe I'm joking maybe I'm not um it's the new Jet <laughs> Apatow movie that stars Pete Davidson and I'm just gonna get this out of the way I think Pete Davidson is funny when he's doing those uh, weekend update uh, sketches where he's talking about, you know, like, whatever. Like, he kind of just, like, you know, rants on topic. Um, I have never been someone who's gone, I want to see Pete Davidson in a movie that's over two hours. And if there's one thing you can say about Judd Apatow, if we've said on the podcast ourselves, having a comedy be over two hours... There's so very little time where that's justified, and this is two hours, uh, it's two and a half, uh, no, sorry, two two hours, 16 minutes, so it's actually closer to two and a half than it should be. Um, Pete Davidson, he stars as Scott, so it's very much a semi-autobiographical version of himself, so he's, uh, I don't say, I think he's 24 in the film, so... Mm-hmm. He's just kind of aimless. So I gotta be honest, dude. And this may might be just where my uh, my black my, my blackness comes out. I could not be twenty four living in my parents' house and not be doing something. Like I'd have <laughs> to be in school or working yeah. or something. And so the fact that his mom, Marissa Tomei, uh, Brent, who plays Brandy, is just so like, oh, you know, get high and watch SpongeBob all day. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could have done that. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way my, par- my parents would have let me. When I moved with my parents after I was 21 uh, to, to, to Austin, they were like, I think I, was, I think I got a month. And they're like, all right, time to start applying for jobs. It's like, fuck, okay. Like, yeah, once I, once I left out of high school, there was... There was no turning back. Although I whistle about the movie, I think that that the the point they're trying to get across with him being kind of a homebody and like that being like the Staten Island way, hanging out with his friends that have always been there since high school and like just his real comfortable crew that did nothing 
really and smoked weed all day and i mean they really played into that i mean his like whole persona as a person he he looks like a slacker like i mean <laughs> his inset like butthole eyes and like just his whole demeanor is very like lax and like you know whatever I'll probably be living at home till i'm 30 and but yeah i mean that that would definitely was not me but yeah i think i think for the role um i think he fit that that role so i'm gonna tell you right now uh i, I know we try to build suspense throughout our reviews i fuck i i do not like this movie like i'm just putting it out there right now i do not like this um I this remind me a lot of that movie the the uh, the five year engagement with uh, Jason Segel and uh, Emily Blunt where I was just sitting there watching it going man you guys are just wandering in a circle and you don't really have an endpoint even the way the movie ends it just kind of cuts off I went really <laughs> I was like you couldn't give me a definitive ending it's just like oh nope it ends here it's like all right so we mentioned Scott you know he's a slacker. His mom, Marissa Tomei, she's a uh, she's a she's a nurse, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think she said she's a she's a school nurse and an ER nurse. Yeah, and, and Marissa Tomei, like she hasn't aged. It feels like in fifteen years. Uh, it, it's it's really shocking. Unfair. Uh, yeah, she, she's <laughs> absolutely stunning. Um, but I will give the movie some credit here. I thought Brandy and Scott did have some chemistry. Um, I think my biggest thing with this movie is I just didn't laugh that much. I mean, I chuckled a decent amount. Um, I'm going to compare this to something like Knocked Up, because I think about Knocked Up, I think about, you know, the, the crew of friends that Seth Rogen had, and how they all really did make me laugh. Uh, Scott's friends in this movie just seem kind of, just, like, they're dumb, but they're, like, not even funny dumb. It's like they got, like, a lobotomy, and they're kind of just, like, wandering around like lemmings. I'm like, God damn, like, say something, make me laugh. Like, it's just, there, like, there is this one scene early on in the movie where uh, Scott's off-again, off-again hookup, uh, Kelsey, who's played by Belle uh, Powley, she talks about his dad. She goes, like, what happened to your dad? And uh, they talk about what happened with his dad. Uh, and everyone kind of laughs about it, which... It's it's uncomfortable, but it's very realistic because I've definitely tried to break the tension with shit like that. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, my dad dies because of this. It's like, ha like, you know. So mm -hmm. I, I I actually kind of appreciated that scene. I was like, okay, that's kind of real life. But outside of that, I thought their banter. It's just it it really just kind of made me go like, ah, oh, this isn't really hitting for me. Um, Maude Apatow, who plays uh, Nell, who's her uh, who's uh, Scott's younger sister. I really liked her. She was actually one of my favorite parts in this whole movie because she's the one who's being the most real with him. There's this point where uh, Brandy starts dating uh, this this guy, played by Bill Burr, who looks like a walrus of a Christmas uh, <laughs> special. But he looks he looks goofy as hell. He 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 does like the the mustache is a little much. But I gotta be honest, dude, he's my favorite thing in the movie. I thought Bill Burr was great. Like I had no idea he was in this. I was like, oh. Bill Burr's in this, like, all right, that's fine, and it was nice to see him not yelling at everyone <laughs> for like, for, you know, because that is kind of Bill Burr's speed. Like, let me tell you about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, you know, so it was nice to see him, you know, act right. actually, and uh, a pleasant surprise, honestly. And him and Marissa Tomei have really great chemistry. You actually feel like they, you know, could work out. And 
I'm gonna get to my biggest problem with this movie. Scott does something that is not just evil; it's it's super villain evil when it comes to his mom and uh, his mom Brandy and Reddy. And I just so I think I think her mom's name, his mom's name is Margie. Is it not? Oh no, it's it's Brandy. Well, that's what that's what Rotten Tomatoes is showing me. It's showing me Brandy. That's weird. So. IMDb says Margie. I don't. They gotta get you, their shit. You know, straight. let's let's say Margie because I, I actually now that I kind of hear it. I'm like, I, I feel like you might. It, so it's it's inconsequential. Go ahead. But the thing he pulls is so goddamn evil. I was like, wow. You know what? No, fuck this guy and. The, you know what this movie felt like to me? It really felt like Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson going, hey, we know that Pete Davidson came across like a douchebag for that stand-up special where he made people sign waivers so they couldn't talk about on social media, and we know that apparently he comes across like a douche if you talk to Ariana Grande, so this is why Pete Davidson is the way he is and accept him. And I went, you know what? No, I'm not going to accept you because I think you're a fucking asshole. And, and that that thing, and I'm not going to spoil it, but the thing that Scott does, when he even tries to apologize for it, because you know, you know how these movies go. You know, they're a slacker. They don't care about anything. You know, they have they hit rock bottom, then they have to go and build themselves up. Like, you, you, we, we've reviewed enough of these movies. We know what the, the score is on these. But when it, the movie tries to make that turn for Scott, he even tells Reddy at a point, like, oh, this is a card I have to play. Like, it's a pretty good card. I'm like, wow, you're an asshole. You, you don't want to actually change. You're having to change because of circumstances around you, not because you genuinely want to change. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like it, it was really hard for me to, to, to get through this at points, man. I thought he was just too much of a dick, but Scott, talk to me, man. Yeah, I, um, I, this is definitely something that I thought that was going to be more of a classic Judd Apatow. And I feel like recently for him, his, maybe it's always been this way and I was just younger, but I feel like his movies have gotten a little corny. Um, and just like the jokes are I don't know, they were either too easy or whatever. So I was kind of looking forward to seeing him do something a little bit different or more dramatic. Um, and he's done that before, and they're not always like that. But I feel like, you know, the the voice and the theme of something like Knocked Up um, is going to be different from some of the other sillier comedies he's done. So I really appreciated this one, uh, the, the way that he carried about this one. There wasn't like you know, slapstick or um, any cheap laughs. I, I actually did enjoy the, the, uh, the conversation between uh, Scott and, and his friends. And I feel like that's, they were just setting the scene. And I feel like that's, he was a total slacker, kind of an asshole. Um, but like, you knew that his dad had died and there was obviously a bunch of shit that was going on with him. Um, and yeah, I, I loved Bill Burr and I loved their, but and, and the, 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 the twist, the point that you're talking about, I feel like I almost took his side because when, when I feel like you're in that position as a kid and it's like, oh, there's this new guy coming in, telling me what to do, like, fuck you, you don't know me, blah, blah, blah. It seemed, it seemed, uh, realistic that that, that that would happen that way. And 
you know, Pete Davidson himself has kind of a dark sense of humor, and this character absolutely did. So I could see how that would come off that way. But it for me, it came off as more more lovable than the how it came off to you, I think. To me, it came off as, yeah, he's an asshole, but then he you, you kind of see he's very guarded, and he, as, as throughout the movie, things kind of slip through the cracks as he becomes friendly with... Um, with the children and he walks them to school and you can kind of see the things that are kind of shining through. Um, and I like that development of it. It wasn't like this big twist where he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm like a good guy now, blah, 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 blah. And I could see where you're coming from with the end where it's just kind of like ends that way. But I think that's more of like realistic. It's more like, it's more about how life is than, you turn the switch and you're a different person. It's like he's trying and blah, blah, blah. He's following things that he likes to do. Because the way they set this up, this Scott character, is he just like is a... He's a... Someone you you don't take chances on. He Like, he's truly a bum. Like, living yeah, in his mom's house, smoking weed all the time. And he knows it. His sister knows it. His sister tries to get through to him. And there's some suggestions of like like him harming himself and things like that. So it, I feel like that really gives some credence to the place that he's in. And as it go, goes, goes along, you kind of, you're kind of exposed to him and the type of person that he wants to be. And all of, you know, he's still abrasive and kind of brash and dark. I thought it was charming. And I, I actually really enjoyed this movie. I, I thought that some of the banter was really funny. I thought that um, Bill Burr was really funny, yelling at the, just yelling at people. Um, and his mustache was like goofy as hell, but kind of funny yeah. <laughs> at the same yeah, time. Was. But I think I, I can get where you're coming from with this. I think maybe if I had seen it in a different mood, I would have had your opinion on it. But when I watched it, I just... I think I was really, I think I had low expectations for Pete Davidson in general as an actor. And, <laughs> and to your credit, I think that I, I watched this stand up and it was not very good. And it was wow. like, he like seemed like the whole reason for him to be here was to clear his name, not to tell jokes. And that was like a huge turnoff for me. So going into this, I was like, okay, what, what's going, can you act? And I think he can act. Like, I think. I think he was able to act dramatically. Bill Burr, surprisingly, had a decent amount of acting in his bones. But I I liked it. I think that, I don't know, I like I like the gradualness. And, and yeah, I think that it probably couldn't have, didn't need to be this long. But I think that part of that was this kind of torture, tortured mentality um, that's going on inside of him. Um, I really liked... Um, and even like, there was even little quips, like there, they, there weren't these big setups for jokes. There were little quips, like, um, there's a point in the movie where Scott and his friends, they're just kind of bumming around and then they decide to rob this pharmacy. And as one of them's running away, he's the lookout man. And one of them's running away and be like, love you, Scott. And it's like, I love you too, man. Just like very like, uh, oh, like naive, very like pure and there was like those little things throughout that they weren't like exciting characters the his friends of his i would i'll agree with you on that but the fact that 
there's like a lot of the the sticking point in this movie is that Scott is an aspiring tattoo artist who does like really shitty tattoos, which is kind of funny in itself. And like the the thing that kind of sticks it all together is he does a tattoo of this <laughs> this nine year old kind of shows up, and the he's with his group of friends, and he's like. He's like, what do you got there? The kid says to Scott, and he's like, oh, just doing tattoos. He's like, oh, I want a tattoo. So he like, he's like, all right, cool. Like, let's do this. Let's do, give this kid a tattoo. And it's like the most, like, ridiculous thing. But I just think it's funny that that's, like, he stayed true to his character throughout it. And obviously you didn't like that character. But I think that it was it was pretty true throughout. And I kind of like, I like the progression as, as the movie went on, he was still an asshole and he was like, but I think that was the point. Like he really kind of wanted to hate this guy. And then throughout the movie, things kind of showed themselves. So that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of where I was at with it. Yeah. I, I just, so for me, so to, to touch on something you said, you said that, you know, this is how a kid would act. You're right. A kid, he's 20, he's in his twenties and he caught. So, Okay. This is gonna sound weird. I know he cock he kind of cocks walks his mom, which fine, but but he's also he's also like her, her his her cheerleader where he's like, I want you to go fuck around, like go blah blah blah. Like I I like that aspect of it, but which yeah, no, a, totally. I it, it's it's you're you're right. No, he is he is super immature, and like I said, he's a bum. Like that's that's the whole thing. Like that's that's what they're trying to portray, and I think they kill it. And twenty four is too old to be living at home, but it's still 24. He's not 34. Like, no, I, if, I, I, I you know what I'm saying? That. No, and, and I think that, and, no, and I, and I get that, man, but you know what I felt like I was watching? I felt like I was watching a real, like, a movie version of Viva La Bam, where it's like, <laughs> I might like this when I'm 13, but if I'm in my mid-20s and he's just being such a dick to his mom, the other key point that we did not bring up is that she hasn't dated anyone since her, his dad died, and that was 17 years. 17 years she hasn't been, I mean, presumably with anyone, or not with a lot of people. And so when he's just throwing salt in her game, and again, cock blocking Well, her, the, like, the, the only reason, I mean, the reason for that is that she starts dating another firefighter. And that's that's what gets him. Like, she, he's on her side for for dating, like, he even encourages her, and even when she asks about it, she's like, yeah, get out there. Even when he was talking to his sister about it, he's like, yeah, I mean, I want to go to go around and get some strange, basically. But then I think it's because the emotions are brought up from her dating another firefighter, and it's like, what are you doing? I can't believe you're going to go date another one after our dad just died. So it's like, that's the... I, I picked that up as just the emotion... Of it, not necessarily him. Like, obviously, he was trying to cock block her, but it was because of this guy, you know. <laughs> no, I, no, and I get that, but you know what? Turnabout's fair play. You tattooed my nine-year-old. I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and bang your mom. Like, it's 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 shit like that. Like, look, and I've talked about it on the podcast. I lost my dad when I was uh, almost fourteen, and one of the first things I did was go to counseling, and I, I would have actually. I think this movie for me would have. I think you could almost exp not explain away his arc, but his arc goes out a lot easier if you say something like he tried counseling and it didn't mm -hmm. work because 
they, they make it seem like he is not touch counseling or trying to talk to anyone about this. So when he's acting out the way he does, it's like, okay, you have a lot of unresolved issues that you haven't even tr attempted to go ahead and try and work through. And that's a huge, I, that's a huge mark against this movie for me. Cause you could do that for, with a, you know, a right away line. You could just go like, oh, well, you know, he tried to do counseling when he was a kid, it just didn't take. Boom, there you go. But Apatow, Davidson, and then uh, there's one other writer, Dave, uh, Dave Cyrus, couldn't be bothered to even put that in the fucking script. It's like, guys, come on now. Like, you gotta, like, I'm trying to work with you and you're not giving me much. Um, Steve Buscemi is in this because there's a point where some firefighters are more prominent in the plot. And Steve Buscemi might have my might have my favorite scene in the whole movie uh, where he's talking about being a firefighter and why you do it. And I remember going, wow, that was a really great, that was a really great scene. Like, br bravo movie. So there there are some parts here where I went, okay, this really works. Uh, there's a scene where, or a couple scenes where Scott has to fight for his tips using Hulk arms. And <laughs> I went, all right, that's fucking weird. I thought that was, like, I thought that was, it, that was definitely super unrealistic but i thought that was hilarious that it's just like okay it's like rumble in the jungle just to make earn your tips tonight <laughs> like that was so fucked up but it was also unrealistic but like i thought it was kind of hilarious like i don't know man like so uh, just to kind of start to wrap up here I, I like there are people who are loving this and it's like all right that's fine i just I, I don't like Pete Davidson in this. I really don't. like. He came across like Bam Margera to me. And if it wasn't for Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei, uh, we didn't mention her, but uh, Pamela All uh, Adlon, who I love seeing stuff. Uh, she was in uh, Lucky Louie, which <laughs> is unfortunate because Lucy K is, you know, super, super, super awesome. Um, I think... I think about Kiki's delivery service, honestly, first and foremost, then recess. Um, but I, I really love her, and she does have some couple scenes where I thought she was just killer. Um, Kevin Corrigan is one of my favorite uh, character actors. I always love when I see him stuff. Um, and the one thing we didn't mention yet is the soundtrack is fucking awesome for this. Like, there's there's a really good mix of random shit, whether it's a Vitamin String Quartet, whether it's a fabulous whether it's little wayne whether it's a kid cuddy i'm i'm a huge kid cuddy fan so i i anytime i hear kid i'm like all right that's fucking great so <laughs> like there, there's some good stuff here it's just not what i think no stick to your guns hunter if you hate it you hate it oh i oh i am but like <laughs> like but uh, like i was just really irritated by his character but there's mm -hmm. so much good stuff around this movie, I think there's some good stuff around it. Um, there's a scene where her uh, his sister, uh, uh, Nell, just tells him off after this college party. And I went, wow, that's a great scene. That's Judd Apatow's uh, daughter. And she, she killed it in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, oh, God. Okay. I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a C. Yeah, I, I, I can't go above a C. I think this is fine again I, I i had those parts that really did piss me just off, not your but, cup of tea yeah but uh you know bill burr and uh marissa tomei and bell Polly and maud apatow steve bushimi some other characters really did help elevate this Th there's this point where it turns into the town for no reason because they like robbed this liquor this uh drugstore and i was like this is so fucking unnecessary this doesn't need to be in here it's just it, it, it it's 
Yeah, it, it, it's frustrating. Colin loved this. Colin really enjoyed this. So I was like, dude, I can't, I cannot fathom and comprehend how wrong I think you are. But, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a C. But uh, if I ever meet Pete Davidson, um, you know, you'll just say, I, sir, I don't love your work. Dude, he must, <laughs> he must be packing because he fucked uh, well, he Ariana is, Grande he is... and Kate Beckinsale, like. Yeah, he's just he's just a person that if you like him, you like him, and if you don't, you hate him. I feel like he's just a super polarizing person. Um, anyways, so I, when I hear you say that you don't like the character because he is frustrating, I feel like that was what they were going for in this movie. Like, if because I think that was the point. Like, we all watched him and we're like frustrated by him. Like, what's he doing? Like, this is. He's kind of an asshole. He's messing with his mom's relationship. He can't get over, like it. Like he, he switches over and like after he hear, hear hears his mom talking about him and how he's doesn't have a high self esteem. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna go rob this place with my friends and blah 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 blah. But I think that's that's what they're trying to get to. And the fact that it was written by Pete Davidson and coming from his point of view because his dad was a firefighter and he did die that it felt more real to me and more believable that he is just this kid who's stuck at home. He's 24. It's like, he's not going to go anywhere just smoking weed all the time. And I think it played out really well. I think, I, I think this is like probably, I don't know, top five Judd Apatow movies that I've seen of his. I, I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. I wow. think it's okay. probably, it's probably five. I mean, it's not like two or three, but I, I think that I was really interested to see him direct something more dramatic and less comedic. And the way that they were able to sneak in lines and I was, I was laughing through parts of this and then they brought it home with like him Joining, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but he, there's, there's a, there's a changing point and I'm, and I was expecting it to just be like this, oh, now he's a great guy and blah, blah, blah. Everything's resolved. It, there's still kind of an open-ended question and it's like, he's, he's still the same person, but he's trying. So I, it felt real to me in that way. And that's why I really liked it. So I'm going to give this one an A. Wow, Matt, we were we are way off. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So 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 for the record, I will say because I, I I know you said that you think that it's the point for him to be dick, and I and I agree with you. Um, I'd like to point out I like the film Cyrus with John C. <laughs> Riley and Jonah Hill, Marissa Tomei. I think this is a, an inferior version of that film. Just for the record, like okay. I can get, um, but it's on the record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, man, if I ever meet you, you know, it's really funny though. It's like, I like so much of Apatow stuff because I, I could get glimpses of, uh, funny people as I was watching this. I'm like, I could see right. where he's kind of taking sense. bits and pieces of that. And I just, it just, it just didn't click for me, but, Fair enough. um, it'll be interesting to see what Pete Davidson, well, he's going to be in the Suicide Squad. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, which I don't remember what character he's playing. Uh, I mean, never mind. It's a dark joke, but uh, but 
I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I had something, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Pete Davidson does from here because, yeah. I mean, you know, COVID has fucked everything up, so Lord knows when anything's coming out anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but I honestly, I would encourage people, uh, this will probably land on a streaming service or something, but honestly, see it. Make your own make your own call because I I know some people some fellow critics of mine who fucking love this movie and I'm just like oh we just do not agree on it <laughs> so so I mean I'd be curious to get people's thoughts on it but King of Staten Island um you know okay that's the last thing I was saying. it always felt it always felt like he was about to break on some of the dramatic stuff like he was about to just start laughing I'm just like well and he's because like he's like the most awkward person ever like if you ever like seen like even his stand up he's like this guy is so awkward like he doesn't he's so uncomfortable in his body you, you know what this remind me of it remind me of a bad version of a, did, you, did you watch the show uh, Nathan for you did you ever watch the show I, I have a little bit but it's so it's too much for me. Like it's, <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't watch it for too long because I just cringe. It's so cringy, <laughs> and I get that. Like that's the point of it, but like, yeah, it's too much for me. I can't, I can't watch like a full episode of it. Fair enough. That that's honestly how I felt like with this at yeah. points, but like a not funny for something. Because I get it. Nathan for you is a very like you're like oh fuck like <laughs> this is really awkward. But well, he has the I, best like straight deadpan ever. Yeah, he, he, he really does. But, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to get people's thoughts on this. Because, again, I, I've talked to a couple of people on, uh, on, on my film board who are like, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I'm curious to get people's thoughts on it. Um, I will say just my dedication to the podcast. I, I spent 20 bucks to rent this movie. And I remember even seeing the cover and all those shitty tattoos he had. I was like, oh, God, I'm paying 20 bucks to rent this shit. Like, ah. I, I wasn't happy about it, but thanks, COVID. I could have seen this for 10 bucks in the theater. <laughs> Make me pay double. But, guys, um, uh, the king of Staten Island, what did you think of it? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow Scott on Twitter at... Newman the First. And you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. And go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to actually have a little a little, little lighter reviews this weekend. We're going <laughs> to review, well, well, I mentioned Training Day. That's not, that's not lighter. Training Day is kind of a fucked up movie, but I'm excited to review that. And we'll have a review up for uh, District 9, too, which, Ooh. wow, I just realized how much I contradicted myself. <laughs> lighter, lighter in the way that we're going to enjoy reviewing them. I, I, exactly, because I, yeah, we, I've been wanting to review both of those for so long, and I'm happy we're going to talk about those. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you guys soon. Stay safe out there. Have a great night. Peace.